0: Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with March 12th and 13th, 1919, Part 1, pages 218 and 219. March 12th, 1919, Part 1. At 6.30 in the evening on March 11th, I gave a retreat conference to the Lithuanians at St. Nicholas Church. On March 12th at 6.30 in the morning, I spoke to the Polish members of the Third Order of St. Dominic, of the, of the Dominican Church. Then at 6.30 in the evening, I spoke to the Polish servant girls at the Bernadine Church. On March 12th, a Lithuanian, apparently a well educated man and a good Catholic, came to tell me about the sad situation in the parish of Vidish, Vidishkai. The pastor there is an old and slovenly man. He is not doing anything himself, nor will he let anyone else work there. During his sermons, he keeps shouting, My children, educate and improve yourselves. Nothing, however, comes of this. The church is built of brick but is sadly neglected. The windows are broken, and during the entire winter there is no glass in the windows. The pastor won't put in new windows and won't let anyone else replace them either. The doors are broken and do not shut properly, and the roof has holes in it. During the winter the people gathering in the church cannot bear the cold, and so they go to neighboring parishes. The promised I promised to investigate the matter and do something about it as soon as I could. May God grant a change in the times and give us peace. Now it is impossible to communicate with anyone or to find out what is going on. March 13th. Three delegates from Idolta in the parish of Druya came to see me. They asked me to let them start a new parish, There is a small chapel in Idolta, and they are planning to build a rectory soon. After conferring with my secretary, I gave them permission to have a mission at Idolta for the time being and promised to let them have a real parish as soon as I could arrange everything as required by canon law. One of the men spoke broken Polish, but it was very awkward for them, probably as difficult as Belarusian is for me. The other two kept silent." Realizing that they were true Belorussians, I asked them to talk in simple speech, that is, in Belorussian. The men changed completely. Their faces lit up. They became talkative, jovial, and uninhibited. I asked them to tell me about their troubles and worries. I learned that Father Bolik teaches catechism in Belarusian and preaches in Polish and Belarusian by turns. Which language do you prefer?" which is easier to understand, I asked them. The simple speech, of course, that is, Belarusian, they replied. I told them not to be ashamed of their own language because it was just as much God-given as Russian, Polish, or Lithuanian. I blessed these people and let them go home, and 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 let them to go home, telling them to give my greetings to their pastor and fellow parishioners. They left elated. After all, everyone prefers to speak his own language. And here, the Polish nationalist priests are adamantly trying to convince us that the Belarusians understand Polish perfectly well and do not like to be spoken to in Belarusian, and so on. I can see that I must learn Belarusian myself as soon as possible. In this entry, Blessed George lists the various appointments that he has for different groups of the faithful in the diocese in various churches. He hears of the terrible situation in a parish where an elderly pastor who is negligent in his duties has allowed the church to fall into disrepair and will allow no one else to fix the broken windows. For some reason, perhaps the man is depressed. Perhaps he's having mental uh, problems because of the war. Uh, People are abandoning the church for nearby parishes because the cold is unbearable in winter. Blessed George offers a prayer to heaven, asking God for peace. The war situation puts everything in turmoil. People become desperate. Uh, The elderly priest was shouting in his sermons, My children, educate and improve yourselves. He apparently recognized his duty as a pastor and realized that the faithful needed formation, but he, for whatever reason, was not capable of offering it. A very frustrating situation for the priest himself, but even more so for the faithful. Blessed George also laments the challenges of finding out what is going on in his own diocese. He only learns about this situation when a layperson comes to see him. In the next entry, Blessed George gives permission to form a new parish in the diocese. They begin... Uh, with a mission which eventually will become a real parish. And Blessed George writes of encouraging the delegates who come to see him to speak Belarusian, their native tongue. He sees that he will have to learn it because there is a real need for it in his diocese. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, Grant me the grace, and here mention your intention. For which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org journal. That's thedivinemercy.org journal. Blessed George, pray for us.